Well, let's talk about Antino narrowly being defeated on the weekend in the Group 1 Turak behind Attrition, who interestingly sat wide for most of the journey. Um, and, of course, Antino, very deceptive finish. Tony Gollan is with us. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, good morning, Steve. What did you think when they hit the line? No, I knew I'd been beaten. He yeah, was... I knew that inside horse would kick back. He did something on the weekend that he doesn't do very often. Yeah, that's right. He's he's never, you know, once he's never been headed once he hit the front, and I haven't seen the overhead view, but um, by all reports, he he's got a nose in front, and probably just his run ended. He just he just clocked off late. So what does that mean going forward with him? That was sixteen hundred, of course, on the weekend. Yeah, I don't think it means anything. I just don't think he's. It, there's a lot of different things happened in the run, and he's not overly like tough race tough yet. This horse and. Well, I guess we saw that at Flemington first up when he didn't, when he couldn't take that that tight run to the inside. He was just still very wary on on Saturday. There was a horse pinstriped, I think it was inside of him, just coming out, bumping him all the way down the back, and you could see he wasn't comfortable with that. He no sooner got into a bit of a rhythm and he he got into the race. And in mindful, not a lot of horses made a lot of ground from the back at Caulfield all day, so he was just those couple of pairs back. And by the time he got up to the lead. He, he, he had done a lot of work to get to in front of in front of the winner and he, I think his run just ended. So oh, I'm not too concerned with him going going further. Um, Blake Shins, he's adamant that the horse will get 2,000 metres easily, but he's just not hardened and seasoned enough just yet. But you'll keep him at the mile at Mooney Valley Cox Plate Day? Yeah, we will. I think it's a lovely race for him, really. Um, a mile around there. As long as we're pleased with him, he's his third running on the weekend. He's still got that uh, bit of improvement to come. So as long as I'm happy with the way he works around Mooney Valley next Tuesday morning, we'll head towards the Crystal Mile. His best run of last prep was fourth up, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was fourth up. So there's no reason he can't handle you know four or five runs in a prep. He's once he gets into his rhythm into a preparation, which he is now, he, he doesn't ever leaves an oat and he, he bounces through his race and he, he's awfully well coming out of this run. Three hundred thousand dollars. You think a race like that on Cox Plate Day be worth more, wouldn't you? The Crystal Mile. <laughs> Yeah, well, if it was in Sydney, it probably would be with all the prize money down there. There was an opportunity to go down there and run in 1800 on the same day, worth $800,000, something like that. But I just think he's in a good spot where he's at at the moment in, in Melbourne. He's he's very comfortable. It's, he's been his first trip away, and if I start moving things around too much on him, I, I might just lose him in the prep, which I don't want to. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. The money's one thing, but well, this horse has got a whole career to earn a lot of money as long as we keep him in the right. Right vein of form. Yeah, there is a race called the Five Diamonds, of course, which you'd know about two million in Sydney, 1,800 on November 11. Yeah, and that's where we probably have to start making, we'll have to make a decision. We head back towards the Five Diamonds, which is clearly on our, our radar. Uh, the prelude this week, it's, it's certainly a strong enough race, the prelude. So, you know, these races are not easy by any stretch of the imagination. All will run in the Champions Mile at Flemington. But as you can see throughout this carnival, there is an attrition rate as you get through it. You know, some horses you know, shorten in markets, other horses go out the gate depending on one run. So we'll, we'll probably hedge our bets a little bit um, and make a decision after the Crystal Mile which way we go, whether we stay in Melbourne and run at Flemington in the Champions Mile or whether we head back to, to Sydney, which would be on our way home then to spell. But you're running targeting towards the Stradbroke on the fresh side next year? Um, look, that's something we can sit down with the owners and have a, have a chat about. I mean, obviously, that's a race that'd be awfully you know, dear for me to win. Um, but we'll just see which which way we go there. There's no reason we couldn't have a bit of a, a look at Sydney 
in the autumn with him and, and back off for a straight break, something like that. I'll just we'll just use all those plans once we get through this spring. There's a, there's a lot of options for us, like him. There's a lot of money around, and he's a gelding, so we'll just pick which which options we think suits us best after this carnival's finished. Of course, last year Alligator Blood defeated a luckless Private Eye. Look at them on the weekend, and then think about it. Won it this year. Oh, it's a, look, it's a, it's, a, it's a great race. There's no doubt about it. You know. Great form, the winter, the winter form. So there's every chance we'll, we'll certainly see him in the winter. But you know, does he come back from a a Sydney autumn prep? I'd imagine for a you know for a Stradbroke, or do we think at that time he's ready to get it to 2000? Who knows? Maybe doing the top. I'm not. I'm not sure. We'll just get through yeah. all all this um all this spring. Then we can start looking towards what we do in the autumn. What I was making reference to earlier when I said he, do, he did something on the weekend he doesn't normally do, and that was jump nice and cleanly. Oh <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he jumped. He jumped beautifully, and that's the that's what probably pains you the most. And I'm adamant off a barrier on the weekend. He wins the race because, like you said, he stepped he stepped beautifully. He was he was he was out equal terms with everyone. And had we drawn a gate, we'd just been sitting, you know, third, fourth, fifth on a race that didn't go ridiculously hard either. So, you know, it would have would have been lovely to draw a barrier. But look, it, it wasn't to be. And look, he's he's not, he's not a Group One winner as we talk now. But I think we all can probably agree that when circumstances permit, he will be one. Mm. It's tough being a horse trainer. I mean, this horse, when you go through his entire career so far, and as you said, he's only had the 12 starts, but it's just been a series of frustrations, like missing out on the Stradbroke. Luck was first up where he should have won. He's did two defeats in Queensland he should have won. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got a serious horse, but just some, some bumps along the way that are very, very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, if you look at had all of his 12 starts, I mean, there's, you could make an argument that he could have won all 12. Yep. I mean, you can't say that about a lot of horses. You know, we, I know trainers all, all look at their horses with rose-coloured glasses. That's probably no, part of No, but it's there for everyone to see, Tony. I think, I think his is pretty yeah. pretty obvious. He really could be unbeaten um, from 12 runs. So, you know, he only had to have a few different things go his way in the weekend and, and, and he wins as well. So, but he, he's, a, he's a good horse to have in the stable. And like I said, he's really enjoying his racing. He, he does want to get into a prep like this and, when we first took him away to Melbourne down there this, this spring, it did take him a little while to settle in. His first trip away from home, his coat changed, and he just didn't do as well as I would like early. And now he's got into his groove. He's, he's really in a good place. So what to look forward to now, we, we look we look forward to not back, and we look forward to Mooney Valley with him. And then, and then if he can come through that run as well as he's come through his last run and the run before, there's no reason we couldn't look at either the Diamonds or the Champions Mile. Okay, well, that's Antino. Of course, you had a good weekend in Brisbane, Rising Pacific, an ex-Kiwi horse. He was quite dominant there. Of course, Mission of Love, the other favourite, didn't have much luck, but but still, he was very good. Oh, he was great. He, he's just been a massive work in progress. You would have seen him three starts ago at the midweeks. And he gave Jimmy Orman an awful time, and and um, he was luckless in defeat, and then he's gone to Ipswich and gone better. And then he's gone better again on the weekend. So he's a very much an improving, emerging horse. They they seem to be able to buy a nice horse this mob, and and he's um he's one that's going to easily go through his grades beautifully at this time of year. Lots of options for him during the summer, isn't he? Yeah, there will be. We'll just see. We'll just keep him poking through his grades for now until we get to a rating point that we think we need to worry about that. Okay, and Asamu, you know, had the horse for a handful of starts. He got the money. Yeah, CJ Graham's rode him twice. She probably aired a touch first ride on him and. She didn't make any errors on Saturday. She was great on him. Just bouncing him out, used his natural speed, and he was good. He only had the two runs for the stable, and we appreciate you know, getting horses like this to the city class. So he, he was really good. He gets a bit trickier to place now as we get closer to the summer. These, these short course races certainly heat right up. But 
good to get a win for a new, new bunch of owners. Black Max came from Victoria. I think Lindsay Smith had him there. You seem to do always get wins out of these horses you get from other stables, Tony. Yeah, I didn't think I would with this bloke. I mean, I must admit, Peter Howell sent him up to me. I've known him for quite a while. Um, he sent him up in his first run. I, I said, geez, we're in a bit of trouble here. I don't, don't really like this guy too much. I don't think I'll get one out of him. And and then he just continued to improve, improve, improve. And it's only the last 10 days I called him. I said, we might be onto something now. He's really starting to come on in the preparation. And uh, Ryan Maloney gave him 11 out of 10, didn't he? Third defence from barrier 10. After they went a furlong, it was a pretty good ride. And he got the job done. But, you know, I, th- I think place right, that bloke could win again. Confidence is big on horses. And he has won for quite a while, that horse. So he's come through it well. And I think place right, he can win again. When are we going to see one of your gun two-year-olds step out? Um, I'm not sure. We've got about probably, I don't know, half a dozen maybe trialling next Tuesday, I think, at Eagle Farm. So hopefully a few of those those might kick on. We've had a heap, bunch of nice horses come through and just go back out for short breaks, whether they'll be around for January for Magic Millions or whether they're just sort of ready after that. We'll let let, the, let time tell us. But there's quite a lot of nice juvenile horses in the yard this year. A couple of seasons ago, you had a very talented youngster in your care, or two-year-old, three-year-old, called Tiger Heart. Ended up winning a Vaux Rogue Plate. That horse went to Hong Kong, is now nom for a race in Rockhampton on the weekend. Tiger Legend for John Manselman. Yeah, he went back through the online auction um, just a month or so ago, actually, that horse. So, mm. yeah, disappointed to see him. He, he won a Vaux Rogue, and unfortunately, at the time, he, he wasn't paid up for Magic Means, or he would have been an unbelievably good chance in the Guineas that year. But look, that it is what it is. So they, they they sold the horse, and unfortunately, the main owner in that horse passed away. That's why he was sold. So anyway, these things happen. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Steve. Tony Gollan telling us about Antina. Yeah, Tiger Legend. Um, he won the Vogue for Tony on a heavy ten, going back to oh, it was January of last year. So during the summer, but Tony won quite a few races with him. He won a second, third start when he was a two-year-old. Won at Doomben, defeating Everlast, and won at the Sunshine. Coast defeating Tony Pike's horse at the time, um, Tutakaka. So he's had 12 career starts for three wins, but then he went off to Hong Kong, and now he's back with John Manselman. The reason this horse came uh, to the attention of myself, um, a gentleman on social media let me know on the weekend at Rocky, there's a race, an open handicap over 1,050. There are 16 nommed for the race. John Manselman has got 15 of them. So he's number 15. The only horse that's not John's is Stoichel, trained by Rodney Hay. So there you go. John Manselman has got 15 of the 16 nominated at Rocky, and that horse, Tiger Legend, is one of them. He'll be first up. So there you go.